Hey! How are we living, everyone? Come, sit at our table. We'll devour food, fitness, behavior, life, everything that speaks to maximizing the human experience. This is Better Health and World. <laughs> I'm Matt Crocomo Jr. at Matthew J. Better, certified personal trainer, credentialed writer, and student of comedy. Joined as usual by my fellow health enthusiasts, who are also co-hosts of our sister production, The Better Fight Cast. Get that in this on iTunes or SoundCloud. Joe Neubauer, at Joe Knows MMA. With push-ups and pull-ups, who needs a weight room? Gabrielle Tambouin, at Gabby underscore T. Hey, what's up, guys? So I got a couple things we could get into today. I'm not 100% sure. Eventually, I want to touch on an article from the Washington Post. Uh, this is very important. Nutrition science isn't broken. It's just wicked hard. This came out July 21st, so a relatively new article. But uh, first, let's get into you know, some more of the maybe fun stuff, some anecdotal stuff, life stuff. Um, one thing that I'd like to just touch on real quick is uh, there was a day last week. I hate making phone calls. I hate them. It's the era of text messages. And I, I, I mean, uh, you know, talking to people that I like. It's still something I don't do very much, even though I do enjoy it once I force myself to have that conversation with a friend or a family member or what have you. But as far as the bureaucratic red tape crap, I hate making them. And I had a bunch that were kind of piled up that I can I can kind of like ignore, sort of like old medical bills that I'm like paying a teeny bit on and sort of contesting and like not really worried, at least trying to wear them down a little bit. Like, I'm not too worried about it. Stuff like that. And one day I just sat down and I called every number that I could to try to get as much of this crap taken care of just because it's been just this mental baggage. And we all do it. We all spend so much of our mental energy devoted towards putting that crap off. Mm -hmm. And I'm just... I would say I'm tired of it, but I still have some of it, even since this like great day where I made the phone calls. Because, of course, not every phone call worked out. I had one of those phone calls returned to me at a bad time, and I haven't called them back. So it's almost like I didn't make the phone call at all. I have like some credit with the universe that I tried. <laughs> but no, there was no result and no progress made. Some of the About, about half of the tasks uh, were at least uh, advanced. Uh, these things never... <sighs> <laughs> but but there's so much so much stuff that we want to accomplish that we want to do we want to make progress you want to be caught up on that stuff so that you know all this other stuff you know all this this podcasting and this health nutrition and you know fighting and all that stuff and we want to get better at the websiteing and the media creation and we want to get into video and I want to get into audio and video editing and all that stuff you want to make any kind and not to mention the fact that I'm trying to start my career as a personal trainer like I got the I got the certificate now but I still got some more stuff to do and they owe me some hands-on training and there's there you know I, I definitely need to learn more before I'm prescribing I mean I, I could uh, I've got a couple a couple of close people that are going to let me be their guinea pig so I can start building my resume a little bit you know their family hopefully they won't sue me if I if I mess up because I don't have liability insurance or anything this isn't like it's not like officially certified personal you know that's all hypothetical I'm not even doing that that's, I was just kidding just joking. I'm not doing any of that. But, um, um, you know, but if you want to make progress in these areas, you got to have all this other crap caught up because all this stuff, these, these phone calls to these stupid hospitals have been, and, uh, you know, a couple other things. Not, and it's, it's pretty much all healthcare related. It's either bills I need to take care of or appointments I need to set. Like I need to go back to the regular doctor, back to the eye doctor. I've done a lot of different things with nutrition in the last year, and I'd like to see how all my levels are. I feel pretty solid. I don't, I don't think I'd did anything to bang myself up i've you know i've been kind of shying away from the more extreme like i haven't really been doing the ketogenic thing like that was something i was into a while ago it's just it's just not practical it's like it's so it's so almost impossible like because you need to really stick with it and it, it's it, it, it's it, you know you go to a party you, you, you go to a family function you know like i brought i brought i brought my own it's okay you guys just just give me a plate. I'm just <laughs> no, no, no. That's not gonna happen. Um. So, but I mean, those things can can work out, and I think I might try them again once you know once I'm going to the doctor on the regular. You know, I might try that. I might try intermittent fasting, but of course, you know, as a certified personal trainer, I can only prescribe uh, USDA. You know, the food pyramid kind of kind of diets. Um, and that's a pretty decent guideline because those are healthier than the way most Americans probably eat 
or at least most of the ones that are going to be looking for any kind of health advice anyway. Um, all right, so yeah, just to wrap that up real quick, don't let this stuff weigh you down because you want to you wanna make progress on the other stuff and not just yeah. be always not quite caught up and you're trying not to think of it while you're watching a TV show mm-hmm. or doing whatever and you're definitely not going to be doing something like figuring out how to use an audio editing program if you have this stuff. I mean, you might, but I, I won't. Yeah. I won't. I won't. I'll feel too... It's weird. I'd feel too, like, guilty to do something like that when I have these stupid things to do. Or, like, you know, when I was still waiting to take my personal trainer test, I actually have to finish. I'm wrapping up my curriculum in, like, a day or two, one way or the other, with this uh, addendum nutritional certificate. So that's been something that was like, there's no way I'm going to go figure out how to edit this pro- any of these programs or any of, that, any of that stuff while I still am technically sort of in school. For this like extra educational whatever the whatever um but yeah move on with your life people don't don't be dumb like like me and like all of us have been so many times with this stuff just just do it just get it out of the way just get out of the way or decide you're not going to do it i mean life is so much better that way yeah how, I can how, totally how are you guys that. with that yeah yeah i can definitely relate i'm someone that will put stuff off especially i would do it for um college a lot mm-hmm. like what i didn't really know what i was doing and i'm like okay i need to go meet an advisor and then i'm like Oh, I just keep putting it off, and then I'll be stressing out, like, Sounds I don't know like what I'm supposed to do, and then, and then I'm like, and then I had to sign up for classes, and like, what if the classes aren't available, and then it's like, mm. time for, Oh, and know. then you end up making yourself wait, so you're yeah, more likely then I to wait. have the classes unavailable. Yeah, anyway. that's what I used to do, mm. I don't that's do That's like it. a real tangible example of how this mental baggage really does drag mm-hmm. you down. I've used, I used to do that, I don't do it as much anymore, I've learned to just do it, because I, I would just stress myself out, like, I would just be... I'd be going to bed every night, like like stressing about it, just worried about it, and and I'm like, why? And then I learned, like, just do it, just do it. Well, I'm fortunate because I'm I'm never this stuff like this has never kept me up at night. Like mm-hmm. when I finally stop moving around and stop doing stuff and listening to something or watching something or reading something or writing something and put my head to pillow, I'm done. Mm-hmm. It doesn't usually take much, and if I am up, it's just because like I can't quite get comfortable. Yeah, I think I need a new pillow. I was thinking about, I think just a little, little, little tangent. I was thinking about like, man, I don't want to buy another like cheap pillow. I'm gonna buy like the nicest pillow Walmart has. It's like it's <laughs> so, it's like, man, you spend 28 bucks and you just feel like, like, ooh, two pinkies up. Like I'm super fancy. <laughs> I might actually throw down for a nice like Tempur-Pedic job. I don't know. We'll see. <clears throat> well, the word I think you guys are looking for is procrastination. Oh yeah. That's exactly what it is. It's procrastination. I mm-hmm. I do it all the time also. Mm-hmm. I guess we all three are very, very guilty at that word procrastination. The only advice I have mm-hmm. is lately on working out, every time I even think of procrastination, the first time it comes to my mind that I'm put that I feel like I'm putting it off, you know, when your mind's going mm-hmm. a million beats per minute, just stop and do it right there. Get whatever you were thinking about getting done, just do it. The first second you have on You mentioned working out is because you're not Mm -hmm. procrastinating with working out. Yes, that's one of the big things right now. Do you think it's bleeding over to making you not procrastinate other stuff also since you've been working out consistently? Has it had an effect on these other things you've been putting off? Yeah, energy. Energy has been confidence. We didn't work that out ahead of time, I swear. What about confidence? That it also goes Oh, yeah, that too. And that'll help you be less likely to procrastinate because, yeah, I guess the insecurity is really probably a big part of what makes people procrastinate mm-hmm. that's interesting i didn't even think about it but that seems like duh. yeah and as soon as it's done i just feel so much better we're having epiphanies here okay. <laughs> You're welcome god whenever i'd be putting off something like i'd have to study for school i'm like oh what the hell is so dirty i really feel like cleaning it it's not actually clean <laughs> clean oh, the house like, oh, oh that's so interesting clean. if you so can dirty. weld your procrastination <laughs> powers you're gonna put off this to do this to do man, this. man. <laughs> I mean, like, that's, uh, that's interesting, too. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say that. Yeah, I would totally do that. I do that sometimes. I would just be like, oh, I need to clean the house. It's so yeah. dirty. I can't, think, I can't study like this. No. <laughs> well, it's interesting because, it, I mean, you will get to a breaking point at some point, but the more things you take on, the more things you tend to figure out you're able to do. Like, mm-hmm. we, yeah. we murder time. We are dumb animals, human mm-hmm. beings. We are How dumb. much we could get done in I mean, one it's, day. It's crazy that our brains are elevated so much above all these other animals, but it's like, then you just watch us basically run around chasing our tails anyway. Like, yeah. You dummy. Like, look at you. Look I just at you. Learned look at just... in the mirror. Look at you. You dummy. What did you do? <laughs> I could probably think of a hundred stupid things I did today mm-hmm. if I really wanted to do it. <laughs> 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 
it's not. Pri- I've learned to prioritize because I always stress about getting. Yeah. Me and my my mom's the same way. I talk to my mom all the time, and she we think so alike. Me, me and my mom are so alike, and we just would like think about like stress ourselves out so much that would like make us sick sometimes because we'd be like procrastinating this or we need to get so much done. And she's she's taught me or because she's learned over the years to just you know write out a list of everything I need to do. You know, just do just try to get one thing at a time. Like don't try to overwhelm with everything you need to do. Just get one little thing and then it'll all just. You know, yeah, and stressing about it isn't going to get anything done. Right. All that's going to do is put you in the bed or put you on the couch. Yeah, because yeah. you're so stressed, it'll it'll develop. You you can get headaches, you can get stomach aches, you can just get just straight yeah. mental mind over drained. matter. Mind over matter. It'll it'll rock your whole yeah. physiology mm-hmm. if you let yourself just be. Rid- I mean, I know people. I know I know some people very close to me that just worship at the altar of anxiety. It seems like mm. and. It, I mean, it works. <laughs> you know, the anxiety rewards you with more anxiety, and it, it, yeah, I think it, it definitely physically ages people. Like we've talked about before, the fight or flight response mm. withers your the the, the two mirrors at the end mm-hmm. of your DNA strands. Literally, is bringing you closer to death. Yeah, I, I think stress, uh, that it does such bad things to mm-hmm. your body physically and emotionally. Mm-hmm. If you get too stressed or caught up in anxiety, I think it's a form of stress. Oh, yeah, definitely. They go hand definitely. in hand. And I, I just, I always try to tell people that have that much anxiety built up or that much stress, like, whatever it is right now, stop. Like, try to, I know it's harder, easier said than done. It's hard I mean, to overcome. One thing that's but, always stuck with me, you know, it's the motto of, uh, I think every 12-step program, the serenity, or not maybe not the motto, but one of the things at the heart of all those programs and I guess is pretty important somewhere in the Bible, the serenity prayer. If you accept what you cannot change and you know that you've done what you can to change the things that you can, you know, it's a paraphrase, people. I'm not even sure what the order it is and how exactly they, they word it, but that's the gist of it and that will auto keep you from being so anxious. And then the next day when it's business time you can make those damn phone calls <laughs> dummies 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 just make the phone calls just do well, when you got money in the bank the you don't ever want to spend that money in the bank on stuff you don't want to spend your money yeah, on but yeah. a lot of times when you put those phone calls off we're going to cost one... more money yeah yeah it does jerks that's one thing I don't really stri- like as far as like money I've never I've definitely learned because I think I've read some something somewhere was just like why do people, they want to keep their money just sitting all the time and just, like, don't want to spend it or get stressed out, but then you die, like, it just, you know, you didn't do anything with it. Like, why, like, some people... It like, depends how much money no we're talking. No comment on that. Joe says no comment on that. <laughs> well, no, I, I have someone, like, people, my family, or, like, my, um, yeah, I, I know will just, like, won't spend the money, just let it sit and sit and sit and do not, like, don't, don't ever want to spend it, just want to sit there. I'm like, but you got to live life. You got to go out and, yeah. you know. You got to strike gotta, that They're balance. not saying you got to, like, spend all your yeah, money. plan for the gotta, future. Like, plan. plan for, you know, extemporaneous conditions or whatever. Mm-hmm. But don't, don't, yeah, exactly. Don't feel like you're going to take it with you. What's the point? Yeah. What's the point? Because you're the one who worked hard for that money. A lot of times they think, oh, you know, leave it to whoever. A lot of times people leave their kids way, way, way too much money and they haven't, maybe they haven't necessarily left them values or a work ethic or they left whatever. it to them too early yeah i mean plenty of people that are wealthy understand that and they don't let their kids get spoiled mm-hmm. but you know we've, i've definitely heard plenty of examples that did and the kids know that they don't need to do anything so they end up just kind of being neutered as people and they don't really have a strong sense of purpose or a place in this world and those people can be you know, on the best end, just kind of blow their money away on whatever drugs. Yeah. Well, I was going to say not. I was going to say worse. Th- then the worst case scenario is you get it on drugs. I was saying yeah. best case scenario, you just spend it on like clothes and cars and video games and just like dumb yeah. stuff. It's about finding a balance. Girls or whatever, but yeah. On the, and then the worst case, you get people that just decide they need to push. They need to push it to the because they need to experience as much as you possibly can to the furthest extreme. And then yeah, it's heroin yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, you need to just find the balance of just not just, you know, um, you know, spending all of it and just being like struggling, and then all, but also being able to like, you know, enjoy life as well, and not just you know sit on your money and just want to do nothing because you're just too scared to spend it, or you know, you just don't want to spend it at all. You just want to sit yeah, there. Yeah, you gotta you have know. fun. Yeah, you can enjoy life because that's what we're here for. Live every day to the fullest. That's right. All right. Let's get into that article, and then maybe we'll talk some more fun stuff after that. We might even get into a little culture. We'll see. 
We'll see. We've been itching for some movie talk. It's been a little while. All right. So I mentioned the title of the article, Nutrition Science Isn't Broken, It's Just <clears throat> Wicked Hard. Uh, July 21st in the Washington Post, right down the street from us, the author, Jenna Galagos. Uh, this this headline really stuck out to me because I don't know what to trust from who. There's so much information coming out. There's brilliant, smart, amazing top minds that are on the both on both sides of every topic out there. You know, I mean, what 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 do you believe? How can what do you do? How do you know? Especially with diet, like what they they told us this was good back then, and now they're saying this is better. And mm-hmm. you know, they say studies and they say this and they say that. And I'm not going to drill down too much on what exactly. I don't want to get I don't want to get too messy here because, like I said, I can only uh, recommend the USDA sanctioned sanctioned diets. But that's a that is as good a place to start as any. So, and and what really stuck out is because okay, the very first thing I ever wrote for Better Health and World was an article on eggs because that that that's the perfect example of what is it healthy or is it not is cholesterol healthy or is it not mm-hmm. um usda still says be careful of your cholesterol intake there's a lot of literature now that says your dietary cholesterol doesn't have much effect on the cholesterol in your body that mm-hmm. is that uh, but it's contended you know i don't i don't know i yeah. don't know uh, a couple of eggs a day you know or uh, you know maybe not even a couple a day one a day is a pretty safe bet, and not even necessarily seven days a week, but the egg has so many crazy good nutrients and everything in it. Like you, I, I, and the, you know, it is a lot of fat, and if you're trying to avoid... That's another thing that's argued, that dietary fat doesn't necessarily affect your body fat. Eat enough dietary fat. I <clears throat> find it hard to believe that it's not going to. Mm-hmm. Um, but that also depends on what else is going on with you and what else you're eating it's, you know complicated very complicated mm-hmm. your dna really affects how you interpret food too and oh, that's yeah. that's i'm i don't i don't even know what would how that what would, would be entailed with getting a dna test done mm-hmm. uh, that seems like it would cost a thousand dollars and my insurance would say normally cost a thousand dollars but you got to pay us an extra five just because we don't like you <laughs> um so he and this author was talking about how his dad didn't didn't trust any of that stuff because he's been eating eggs since the seventies and they've always done him good and you know then they were lambasted in the eighties I guess and he knew that that was bunk and as a result he doesn't trust anything he hears from anybody. I can understand that, but you can't really live life like that because you got to learn stuff from somebody. You can't just kind of pull it out of the unless ether. he's just learning off of his own. Yeah, I mean, your own, if, you, if it's your own experience and you're going to the doctor and getting your blood tested and all that stuff, then I mean, that's then you can't argue with that. You can't argue with that. You can't argue with those tests, mm-hmm. those lab tests. That you cannot argue with. Um, all right, there's just a couple of good things in this article. I'm not gonna. All right, here we go. I can testify that science is hard, and nutrition science is really, really hard. A wickedly difficult field, as David Ludwig, professor of nutrition at Harvard School of Public Health, put it. Because human nutrition is exceedingly complex, truth can only emerge from many different studies with many different methods. And that's why I get frustrated when I see headlines like, Drinking more coffee leads to a longer life. Had the authors dug deeper, they might have noticed a multitude of studies showing that coffee... This is back to the reporter, not that guy talking. Not the Harvard dude. Showing that coffee, like eggs, wine, and practically everything else we eat, somehow simultaneously causes and prevents illness. We were talking about moderation earlier. Of course you can't just go crazy with one thing. Mm-hmm. If someone hears that red wine's good for you, they're like, all right. <laughs> That's yeah. an excuse. It you is see not. there's like funny pictures of like Amy Schumer with the giant gallon wine glass. All right, I got, I got you, bro. That's fine. I can, do, <laughs> I can do a glass of wine a day. No problem. Uh, in fact, hundreds of nutrition studies come out every week. Even more are conducted, but... Quote, only the exciting stuff gets published, said John Dawson, assistant professor of nutrition at Texas Tech. Only flashy, only the flashiest publications draw headlines. Do, 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 do. Stereotypical problem with news covering nutrition, said David Clurfeld, a nutritional science with the, scientist with the USDA. That's my boy. 
is that studies not designed to answer specific questions are portrayed as though they do. The coffee studies in the news last week were that scientists know as were what sci- the coffee studies in the news last week were what scientists know as observational studies. In these studies, researchers follow coffee drinkers and non-coffee drinkers to monitor and when and how they died. Man, that'd be a bummer to be conducting that study. <laughs> Sir, it's like poking old guy in the shoulder. Sir, and all right, all right, he's still alive. Check. <laughs> uh, Drinking his coffee. The problem is when you go about searching for differences between any two groups, you're going to find them. That doesn't prove that coffee is providing the benefits, said Ludwig. For example, people who drink coffee regularly might have higher incomes, drink fewer sugary beverages, or lead more active lifestyles. Mm-hmm. It's a very important thing. Correlation. Correlation meaning two things that seem to, that are that seem to be related does not cause does not speak to causation. So just because two things seem to be they can be both be being caused by something else, mm-hmm. such as the the you know more active lifestyle, higher income, blah 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 blah. I'm just about just about done here. There's just a little bit more that's worth I think. Observational studies like these useful for identifying interesting trends, not determining cause and effect. Blah 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 blah. blah. To test whether coffee prevents a certain disease, the researchers will need to conduct a randomized controlled trial. In this type of experiment, volunteers, preferably hundreds of them or more, are randomly assigned to one or two groups. In this case, one that drinks coffee and one that abstains. So yeah, that's the best way to do it. You get a large group of two people, a randomized controlled study. Uh, And with this anecdotal thing, um, now I'm paraphrasing, I mean, it's hard to trust you got you got to trust the people that they're telling you everything that's true. Also, I'm not sure what they mean. Are they telling them that they're dead? I guess I kind of. Yeah, oh, well, who cares? Um, God, I thought there was something else in here that would be. I thought they gave a little rundown. Oh, where is it? Where is it? Maybe we're done. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's time to move on to some fun stuff. Well, while you're thinking about that, I did want to say one thing, because I heard egg, and I heard chicken. And whenever I hear of an egg and a chicken in the same conversation, it always brings me back to the biggest unsolved mystery in the world, (laughs) that I will go to any lengths or distances to figure out the truth. I don't care where I gotta go. Who came first, the chicken or the egg? I have to know before I die. You know what's awesome? That I definitely talked about that in the article. I think that was. I think that might have been. I, I might have started my article on eggs <laughs> oh. about that. Like at the crux of our questions, <laughs> this is so symbolic. Of course, we don't know about the egg. We don't know the chicken or the egg. The the the, the mysteries abound. Like something like that. That, that, that took that kind of angle. Where's the to National Geographic or something on the Science Channel that's going to teach us that? <laughs> Did aliens put the pyramids leave egg? I need to know. I said pyramids. It's fine. It's fine. If you don't know what that is, I don't care. All right, so I found, I think, yeah, all right. Research had shown that high levels of LDL, LDL, cholesterol, and blood were linked with an increased risk of heart disease and stroke, and we knew eggs were packed with cholesterol. Oh, never mind, I'm going to skip that part. What we do know about nutrition comes from repeated studies with a variety of methodologies in large populations and with mechanisms tested in animal models that show the same thing. Eating lots of fresh fruits and vegetables is good for you. Especially the vegetables. I'm a little irritated they put fruits first. I guess it kind of rolls off the tongue better. But if we're trying to put the most important information well, yeah, first, you put, say those fresh vegetables vegetables. first. put those vegetables first. Put those vegetables first. Because people need fruits, like yeah. twice as many vegetables as fruit. The vegetables, like you want to just eat as many as you can. That That is the most important thing. Least amount of sugar, most amount of vegetables. That's what's crucial. I mean, and I'm talking like like... You know, I mean, you, I'm not talking like carbs necessarily, because like, that's that's a, that, you know, that's a controversial thing and all that. But I just mean that refined sugar, soda, cut back on all that crap. Because we're, you know, we're just, I can't remember where I heard it, but some uh, recently I heard someone use the phrase mainlining. Like we're addicted to sugary drinks, and or we're addicted to sugar, and with soda we're just mainlining it right into our veins. Just, just. Oh, that's oh crazy. yeah. It's crazy. Cooked up like an IV. Yeah. <laughs> Eating a low fiber. High calorie diet packed with sugar and fat is bad for you. Ooh, shocker! But that's not newer news. And yeah, they call themselves out. I don't know. So, use your judgment. At some point in here, they said, you know, look for. Oh, here we go. If you can't tell from the news coverage, 
follow the link to the study abstract and look for terms like prospective cohort, cross-sectional, or case control. These are hallmarks of observational studies. Whether the news is reporting on an observational study or a randomized controlled trial, Dawson and Ludwig recommend applying the sniff task. Ask yourself whether the claims make sense with what you know of your own experiences of human evolution. For example, we've been drinking and studying coffee for decades. If it killed people or made them super healthy, wouldn't we have noticed by now? Well, now, hold on. Okay, so this person is against the observational study. So when you're seeing things like prospective cohort, cross-sectional, or case control, you want to be more skeptical of the information coming from this, is mm -hmm. what this person is saying. Um, and they're saying, you know, be skeptical of things from randomized control trials, too, because you got to see how it's set up and everything. And the thing about correlation, not proving, not, not necessarily meaning causation. So be skeptical. Common sense does help in a lot of cases here. You know, don't drink sugar, eat a lot of vegetables, eat dummies. And me, too. I'm a dummy, too. Anybody else? Anything else about this particularly? Particular I was thinking topic? more about why does fresh fruit become for vegetables. I think it rolls off the tongue, <laughs> and I think it's because a lot of people Good hate on you, vegetables. Man. Let's dig down, because it does irritate me. I'm not happy with that. It might be because it's it's the... more people don't like vegetables, so if you hear fruit yep. first... Yep. I mean, I it's like fruit. They have and fruit always... is good for you. I mean, so much vitamin C, and you, that's so important for your immune system, especially with a world that's just getting nastier. Go nastier. for berries. Berries are the best fruit. Yeah. Go for berries. They got the so. best best bang for your buck. Best bang for your sugar buck. You I think you need milk. an equal balance of both. No, you don't. You don't need as much fruit as vegetables. No, you need like twice as many vegetables. As fruit. Oh yeah, you need more vegetables. At least, than fruit. yeah. I need to work on that. <laughs> I used you to got, be really good at you it. You got a Nutribullet, didn't you? Yeah. We actually bought some more stuff. Get some for leafy today. greens, man. Throw a little ginger in there, a couple berries, maybe some broccoli stalks. I need to. Some I need cucumber. To start doing it like I've added some cucumber to my. Uh, I like ginger. So daily thing. I like to taste Ginger's the ginger. awesome because ginger will cut through the. It'll it'll get it's like. Hey, have you seen the Big Lebowski? Mm -mm. Yes. Okay. Well, you know how there's a there's a big. Oh, you've got to see the Big Lebowski. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a there, you know the the rug. He talks about how the rug really ties the room together. The rug gets jacked from him. Uh -huh. And he's trying to get it back, and it, that sort of leads him to getting involved with the the whole movie. It's oh, brilliant cinematic masterpiece. Like it belongs in the film canon, which we might, we might get into the film canon a little bit later. <laughs> um, but like the dude's rug really tied the room together, the ginger really ties the veggie shake together because it it doesn't taste like liquid lettuce because that can just be like. Like I, I have one every day, and you know the liquid lettuce is novel. But after every day, I don't, I don't think I could deal with that. I don't know because I don't have to. Um, yeah. So yeah, ginger, do it. Do just a little like a, I don't know, like a, like the like a half a thumb of ginger maybe, maybe not even that because because fresh man, or pickled, fresh. It's cheap. It's cheap. Every grocery store has it. Even when they're like out of everything else, there's still some ginger. Nobody buys ginger. Lunatics. The only time they buy ginger is part of their sushi kit. That's yeah. it. <laughs> that is it. it, it, it sad but true, guys. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's ginger so good for you. It's so good for you. The raw ginger. Yeah, ginger is anti-inflammatory, anti-cancerous, all that good stuff. Definitely get down with some ginger. So we've talked about, uh, you know, the mind and the body and all that, and part of my philosophy going along with the famous American psychologist Abraham Maslow, his uh, hierarchy of needs. You start with those base needs at the bottom, you know, food, shelter, blah, 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 blah. And we talked a little like psychology and all that stuff. So then you can move further up the hierarchy of needs, and one of those does involve the pursuit of culture and once your body is better attuned we're better able to consume that culture so do we have any cultural artifacts we want to talk about today spider-man spider-man homecoming <laughs> my son's all-time favorite movie really mm -hmm. just became his favorite movie yep. instantly yep as soon as we awesome. walked out as soon as we walked out favorite movie best Aww. tom holland's the best and it was a fantastic film. We saw it. It, it came out uh, on a Friday. We saw it on a Thursday night. Everybody, <laughs> like we are no, we are, we are serious about our Spider Man. Spider Man was my first superhero. Like he's he, he's he's probably remained my favorite superhero the entire time. There have been some contenders here and there, most notably Deadpool. But that was about seventeen years before the movie came out. Suckers, I'm an OG. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it was it was great. But 
What do you? What do you? You saw it more recently than me. The new Spider-Man, I thought it was a fantastic. But of course, Marvel did a great job again. Mm. It had Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man again. I, mm. I always love that. Mm. I, he is perfect as Iron mm. Man. Loved his parts in it. John Favreau. Oh yeah, as the babysitter for Spider Man. Yeah, happy. I, I love John that. Favreau was great as happy. Those were <laughs> He's great as happy in all of them. And the biggest kudos has to go out to Tom Holland. He nailed the Spider Man role. Oh, it overtook beautiful. number one for me. I used to like to. I was a Tobey Maguire fan. I got I got no nothing against any of the Spider Man. They're all they're all mm-hmm. phenomenal. I mean, Tobey yeah. Maguire. Andrew Garfield was really Andrew good. Andrew Garfield was great. He was. He was I really mean, good. I actually got into this. I I think I. I can't remember so many conversations, and I actually, I actually was on. Uh, you guys check out the Gaslecast. Uh, you can hear more of me. I'm gonna let Joe steer most of this homecoming conversation because I say quite a bit about it on uh, the latest episode of the Gaslecast by Chris Gasol, former, well, you know, long time I should say friend of the of the show here, and that's his 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 basically mainly superhero movie fanboyish talk stuff. And I can't. I might have said it on that, or I might have just said it to in regular conversation to some random person. Who knows? We talked to like a thousand people a week. Um, but I think Andrew Garfield's kind of like the Christian Bale Spider-Man. But it was just like at the wrong time because they they were trying to take it that darker direction. That's why the DC movies were kind of darker because they were on the heels of the Dark Knight trilogy, the Christian Bale dark. Like it was a successful dark superhero. So mm-hmm. they thought. I think that's kind of what they were going for. Make him a little more edgy mm-hmm. and. That just didn't work. Didn't work yeah. <laughs> People were tired of it. I mean, the last Spider-Man movie was like two years earlier or something. It's just, come on. You guys are beating the dead horse too much. Spider-Man seems like one that you don't have to really get dark with because of the characters. It doesn't seem like a he dark... He can be. I love him with Marvel Universe. Todd McFarlane reinvented Spider-Man, and he's he's the one who created Venom. He kind of made the modern Spider-Man what he was. Before the, you know any of the movies were released, and he definitely has. I mean, I haven't read too much of his actual Spider-Man comics, but he created Spawn. I mean, yeah. he's, he's dark. He's well. Then dark. and now I think about it. You know what? You it's, could probably do Spider-Man in a dark way, but you know what I'm thinking? Spider-Man would have to go more of the Netflix's Daredevil route. Probably work really well that way. In my opinion. Because Spider-Man does get beat up a lot. Anymore. I really like the first season of Daredevil. I liked it too. But I liked that, about I, the first couple episodes of Daredevil of, season two with the Punisher. I like I liked them, but I was like, I also and then kind once of, the Punisher also, went to jail, I was done. Oh, was that even one? I didn't even get that far. But yeah. I kind of was just sort of feeling like uh, it's just like a soap opera. And all these things are soap operas, but this is a soap opera more in the sense that nothing really seems to be happening like nothing's like every even though like the characters do change and they're in different positions from the beginning episode to the end i just didn't i didn't i wasn't gripped like i they they felt just a little too i don't know shallow to me there's something like i just wasn't quite in all the way and it's people people were telling me i looked like daredevil and i was like all right i don't think that guy looks pretty good i guess like people were just saying it as a compliment so that was pretty cool Hmm. i had a little less of a neck beard though but um yeah daredevil was a blind guy knew how to shave (laughs) <laughs> absolutely maybe that's why he had neck beard yeah. I guess sonar couldn't really I don't know but yeah I mean um, back to the Spider-Man Spider-Man in the Marvel Universe though the other thing I appreciated most about the film was it wasn't another origin of Spider-Man it wasn't showing yeah. how he got bit by the spider yeah. and became Spider-Man overnight no they, they didn't make the mistake the that was the yep. mistake that Amazing Spider-Man did like, they went straight from his appearance much. in Iron seen Man and picked it right off from there yeah. he was already Spider-Man the story's already been told millions of times no point in trying to start it from the very beginning again and that's the biggest thing I gotta give kudos to Marvel mm. because they were smart enough to just make it make this Spider-Man a continuation Yeah, from and the Captain I, America too that was good how they kind of incorporated they brought him in Yeah, I mean brought the kid in he was recruited like it was an NFL football team or something, you know. Oh, that was going around recruiting people. How, how cool is it? Yeah, yeah. His, his cell phone footage of him is like <laughs> he's like coming back and talking like, oh my god, guys, this is right now. All right, I gotta go out there now. Oh my god, guys, I took a shield. Oh my god, guys, this is all cool. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I mean, the the the, the keep humor. up with modern the humor, you know, social media and just everything in the real world. Like that's what would really probably be happening if there was a real life everyday Spider Man. Yeah. That was a kid mm-hmm. that was just, what, 15 years old, 16 years Something old? Something like that, yeah. Crazy. But I thought it was a beautiful film. I liked it from top to bottom. I love how there was a little twist at the end. 
um, not twist, but you know that they introduce Scorpion, so there will definitely be a sequel. Yeah, I love well, that. I like, Sorry if I just gave well, that away to anybody. I mean, by the way, whatever. Spoiler, guys. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. We're gonna talk spoilers at this point. We'll ruin the we'll ruin the movie if you haven't seen it already. So go away. <laughs> you don't want to hear it. Um, I like some of the, you're talking about twist. I like some of the liberties that they made with some of the characters. Like they haven't. We find out at the end of the movie that. Uh, the girl Michelle, played by Zendaya, is this universe's MJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And MJ, of course, is married. Has always been Mary Jane Watson. Mm-hmm. Who became Mary Jane Watson Parker, soap opera actress. I'm not sure what else she did. I think she might have done other things. When I was reading the comics when I was younger, that's what she did. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is not Mary Jane Watson because her name is Michelle. So yeah. it's not her. But uh, that's fine. But I mean, let's take new liberties. We're doing. We're redoing all kinds of stuff. I mean. Aunt May's Marissa Tomei, and I don't hear anybody complaining, <laughs> no. nor should they. No. Because she is awesome for a bajillion reasons. Yeah, I and love if, Marissa if Tomei. Anybody, anybody, do yourself a favor. If you haven't seen My Cousin Vinny, you've got to see My Cousin Vinny. Uh, <laughs> anybody, everybody should well, anybody like Anybody that hasn't I don't, seen I don't, that I Joe think, Pesci I movie. I think that My Cousin Vinny would appeal to everybody. I don't think there's any age or gender or any just about I, I can't imagine anybody wouldn't enjoy that movie it's it's i mean marissa tomei won an oscar for that movie joe pesci perhaps deserved an oscar for that movie i mean he he killed it i don't know if it, i don't know if that's really like an oscar movie but you know golden globe you know he, he could he could have gotten one of those for that you know compared to what else was out that year unless daniel day lewis was playing damn lincoln or something you gotta give it to him i guess but you know if anything like that wasn't there i'd say he'd be in the conversation I mean, if you haven't seen a Joe Pesci movie, you're doing yourself a disservice. Goodfellas, Casino, yeah, okay, even his okay, parts okay, at Home okay. Alone. I was going to say, Joe if there's Pesci. only one Joe Pesci movie to see, it'd probably be Goodfellas, but that's tough, too. Honorable mention to Home Alone. <laughs> yeah, the Home Alone movies Dude, are beautiful. I, mean, I think the Home Alone movies are awesome. The Home Alone movies are awesome. Forgot about Very parts, iconic. Like he killed it, him Very and, iconic. Uh, Other than, and, that's like perhaps his most iconic non-gangster role. <laughs> Now, how do we go from Spider-Man to Joe Pesci? How many people watch Joe Pesci every single year? Plenty. I do. Plenty. I probably will from now on. Mm-hmm. Well, Joe Pesci makes me think of uh, Joe Panaglione. Do you know who that is? He was a little weasel in the first Matrix movie. Cyrus or Cypress? Um, His don't, name sounds don't so familiar. Who he is, he's not, it's not going to be... As uh, as cool, but I saw I watched I actually just recently watched Risky Business, very uh, vintage Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise, where it, I mean a movie like that would just not get made today because it basically <laughs> ends up being a lighthearted take on uh, this this rich kid with his parents out of town and some rogue call girls setting his folks house up as a whorehouse, yeah, and then it has like a lighthearted. Like everybody wins with no repercussions, kind of ending, and, and like him and the him and uh, you know Rebecca De Mornay is the main uh, prostitute, the main call girl that he sort of is. They sort of fall in love with each other, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Booger from the Revenge of the Nerds movies plays his best buddy throughout the movie, so that was interesting. <laughs> See him pop up. <laughs> I mean, he's a good uh, counter to Tom Cruise. It makes him look even more handsome. I'm sure they were just like, dude, you need to look, you need to look nasty. Great, yeah. <laughs> don't come in. Um, but Joe Pantoliani, all right, here, let me let me show you guys a picture of him. And while I am doing that, I will let you know that he was her her pimp, and so he was the closest thing to a villain throughout the movie. No, no, not I don't want to see Carrie Ann Moss. Oh. Oh, this is so frustrating. <laughs> Why is it so hard? Oh, this doesn't even look like him. You might recognize him anyway. Here you go. That guy. You recognize that guy? No? Yeah. No? Yeah, I do. You recognize that guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So He's been in a lot of movies. In 1983 or whenever uh, Risky Business came out, he had like a weird like Beatles, early George Clooney kind of bowl cut. And he, uh, he was wearing a suit and just running around acting like a pimp with kind of a like squealy squeaky his you know his squealy squeaky mm-hmm. voice and it's just I mean, it, I mean it's just wild seeing these people really young and it's it's a it, God what a ridiculous movie it's it's entertaining I would say it's worth checking out it grabbed me like my plan was to sort of watch like a couple minutes of it just so I sort of got, I mean I I will I, I will start and not finish tons of movies if it's not that I've good, got I've I got, I've got HBO it, yeah. now and if I've just got a little time to burn. 
if I'm doing something where I'm not, or I, my mind is kind of occupied, I'm doing something else, and I don't want to give it my full attention, I'll put on a movie here and there. And I started the last Jason Bourne. And I was like, I've already, I've already seen Jason Bourne enough. Like, what are they? Gonna, yep. What could they possibly do? Like, I, I that's the biggest trend I'm noticing about movies nowadays. Is they are making too many. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I anything mean, with a built-in audience. We're up to fast eight. Anything with a built-in audience, they'll make because it seems safe, and they all just need to try to make as much money as they yeah. can. They need to make more money this quarter than they did last. And quarter. And that's what's ruling the box. And then we're going to need too. to make even crazy. more next quarter. And then oh. after that, we're going to need to make even more. So that's how you get. Yeah. Everything's fast coming eight. out with at least three of them. I mean. But, I mean, we're up to Fast 8. Mm. I know. I can't tell you about 5, 6, 7, or 8. Um, I would watch those movies, but I haven't yet. <laughs> like, it would just depend. A lot of times the things I'll watch, I mean, there are some things I'll check out on my own if I'm doing other things. Uh, but for the, a lot of stuff, it would just it would have to be the right audience. Like I haven't seen all the Harry Potter movies. I would watch them. Ooh, like I bet they'd be entertaining. I yeah, I mean I would probably one, have, whether two days ago. that's just not something we're gonna watch on my own. Just you know what my happen. problem with movies like Fast Eight are, and this might be my thing with a lot of action movies, mm-hmm. unless it is a movie about superheroes like the Marvel Universe well, or DC. Fast, or the whatever. Fast movies have basically become superhero movies, and like that's here. the problem I have they're with invincible, it. These guys are doing stunts, and they're supposed to be real life people, and I. When I watch a movie, I have to feel some sense of realness to it. Oh, oh! Did you ever see? I believe it was called The Other Guys with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. And it was actually it was The Rock and Sam Jackson were the two super cops in the very beginning of the movie. They were the best part and and died right away. Well, it's funny (laughs) because they were like the super cops who got all the credit and everything. Mm -hmm. And you know, Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg were you know the The other guys, the bad news bears. Yeah. Yeah, the other guys. And in the be you know near the beginning of the movie, I don't know, twelve minutes into the movie, there's something going on, and Sam Jackson and the Rock are doing the action hero thing, and they got like the montage and mm-hmm. the background music, and you know they look all you know badass and everything, and then they jump off the roof of a building and die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just land in the bushes and die. <laughs> <laughs> that was a strange, craziest thing. Because the other guys, oh, and they had Michael Keaton as the, the commissioner, so yeah, shout, or lieutenant or whatever. Shout out Michael Keaton. And Vulture. the other guys was a terrible movie. I mean, it had its moments. It, it was just moments. Weird. It wasn't like something moment, I really want to watch though, again. But was it the best moments funny. not The Rock and Samuel Jackson? You like Weren't Brian they like Callen? the best? You like Brian Callen and uh, I think what's the guy's name? Rob Riggle. I think they were the like the replacement super cops that took mm-hmm. that stepped in. Like when the when the when the Rock and Sam Jackson commit, you know, jumped off the roof to their death. Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg were trying. Were thinking if they could, uh, 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 you know, accomplish something. Do whatever, then they could take their place as the the spotlight. They could take the spotlight and be the mm-hmm. star cops, and it ended up being Brian Callen and Rob Riggle. <laughs> In the end, they got credit for everything. That movie was weird. It was funny though. It had a lot of it had a lot of really funny stuff. Like Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell convinced me that they had good chemistry within that movie, and that that must have been good. Like they were funny. Oh, we were watching you just them up... in the other day. Who? Shoot, what was that movie? The Daddy movie. Yeah. Daddy's Home. Yeah. yeah. It was kind of stupid, but it was it had yeah, some yeah. funny movies. Yeah, I almost checked it out because yeah. I liked their chemistry and the other guys, but yeah, yeah, I didn't. I think I heard enough. No, but you brought up a, a, a good name from the other guys, and I didn't get us back Michael to Keaton? Spider-Man. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. What about the original Batman playing the villain of this Spider-Man it. reboot? I loved it. Oh, yeah, that's right. And we were talking about twists uh, because it, the, the, the Vulture... Never learned Peter Parker's. Never learned that he was Spider-Man in the comics. Mm-hmm. That never happened, as oh, far really? as I know. It wasn't a thing. It might have happened after I stopped reading because mm-hmm. they like ran out of ideas, like The Simpsons. But um, that was never like a part of his menace. That was always a big part. You know, back in the day, Green Goblin was that dude because the Green Goblin. You know, first it was Norman Osborn, and then it was Harry Osborn. You know, his best friend, and you know they both knew who he was at different at different times. And it was you know I, I, at one point when I was reading regularly, they were all living in the same apartment building, and Harry was like going kind of nuts, and he had mm-hmm. he had a son too who was you, even though he was like six, you could see he was starting to sort of like suffer from some weird issues and stuff. And then Venom also always knew Spider Man's secret identity, and that just makes it even worse because then because I mean the part the, what's so great about Spider Man, he's got the weight on his shoulder, the weight on the world of his shoulders. He's trying to like save the world but he's also got all kinds of stress going on at home and then have a villain who knows his home just really compounds and magnifies everything and just you know spider-man personifies that stress that we were talking about that Mm -hmm. that every man everyday thing that we all have to encounter that's why he's so great he's not like the fantastic four or the avengers living in a sky rise not having to do a day job he's got a day job he needs a day job like 
And uh, the, I like that they made the vulture that person now. Now the vulture knows who he is, and you, I can just imagine the way he's going to be terrorizing Tom Holland because he's never had to worry about his superheroics affecting Aunt May or any of his friends at school or anything. And now he does. Like that's that's. I think Michael Keaton. Uh, I think he's going to do a great job. I think he's going to do a great job moving forward with that. He's what oh, about uh, you know Keaton. you brought it up? Do you think this reboot of Spider Man from Marvel is going to eventually bring in Venom? Well, and if they do, well, they're making a Venom movie with Tom Hardy, so I don't. I'm pretty oh, sure really? it's the same. Yeah. Marvel. I would imagine it's well. This Spider Man Homecoming was Sony teaming with Marvel. I believe it was like a dual studio thing. That's why the intro is a little bit different. I believe. Check. I mean, Chris talked about it. I think that's what he said mm-hmm. um, on that Gaslocast episode. Uh, so I don't I don't know I don't know about Venom I don't know if that's Sony or Marvel or both also and I know Carnage is supposed to be the villain in Venom and I don't know who that's supposed to be I think Tom Hardy is Tom Hardy would make a good Venom definitely a hell of a lot better than Topher Grace are you kidding me bro yeah I mean Topher Grace made sense only because he is supposed to sort of be a bizarro version he looks he looks like Tobey Maguire so he you know in Venom supposed to be a bizarro version of Spider-Man so I'm guessing that's why they went with it Nobody else seemed to pick up on that because everybody's just like, what? Why? I mean, the worst Spider-Man in franchise history, man. Topher Grace is Venom. I mean, we had that other dude playing the Sandman. I mean, he was fine as a Sandman. It was just a crappy movie with a crappy script and ridiculous stuff going on. And we got like a... Like a hoverboarding goblinish yeah. thing. James, it was like I mean, it James started Franco good. Is an amazing actor. Yeah, and like that. I mean, it really went the original Batman route. Like yeah, when it got, it got to like the fourth like Batman one. and Robin. Yeah, yeah, you're it right. It just got silly. You're right, Spider-Man three definitely went Batman and Robin. It was. Uh, it was hard to watch because the first two were so good. Yeah. Yeah, they were pretty special. I mean, they killed it. A Spider-Man that we needed at the time. I mean, at that time, that's why I loved it because there was so Spider-Man long. Spider-Man you wanted. Oh, you man. Spider-Man you needed. And then Tobey Maguire played a very good Spider-Man, young-looking, pretty good actor. Yeah, I mean, that was just... more of like the... It was more like Goofy, but that's mm-hmm. fine because Spider-Man has been Goofy plenty. Yep. So it's just... That was just the the style that they went for and they, they killed it. Yeah. I mean, that's Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi did the first three Spider-Man movies. I still... It's hard for me to believe that he did the third one. I'm pretty sure I've checked it, and I'm pretty sure he did, in fact, do it. I mean, we're talking the guy who did the Evil Dead movies and Army of Darkness, and I believe, uh... I thought he had some other... Maybe Spider-Man is the kid-friendly franchise I'm thinking of. But he's legit. Well, I was thinking, now that Marvel was doing Spider-Man, if they definitely have a sequel, I would think these are going to roll out pretty quick. Because that well, kid's only going to have I that th- voice for so long. That's interesting. I mean, he could only play Spider-Man. I mean, literally, because Spider-Man's always been a kid. Yeah. They've never shown him an adult version. Well, never no, showed him I mean, as a man. I mean, well, in the comics, he grew up. Yeah. And then, in, I mean, even in the movies, the Tobey Maguire Tobey movie, Robert, he, was he ended up, like, growing up and getting his own apartment and stuff. And mm-hmm. he was at least, yeah, like, college was, age. Was, yeah. So he can be college age. They can yeah. have him going to college. Because this was... Was this supposed to be homecoming of his senior year? No, he was, took a senior to the prom. Oh, uh, was he a junior or a sophomore? I don't know. I, I, you know what? I don't think I got that answer. But they did. They did say. They did again. say you took a senior to the yeah. Because yeah, yeah, she was yeah. the so hottest he senior. Was not a senior. No, he, was he wasn't not. a senior. No. 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 Oh, okay. Okay. So, okay. Um, I remember. I remember that line of the movie. The, it, nice. So nice pull. I did not. we were talking about whether Venom was having to was connected to like no? the Spider Man. It is because um, Amy Pascal, the who executive produced Spider Man Homecoming, said yeah. they're all going to be linked together. Spider Man Homecoming, Venom, and Silver and Black. Are all silver and black. Silver and black is supposed to be based on. Um, is it uh the uh, characters? Moon Knight? Um, no, not Moon Knight. Um, sub, sub, silver Sable and Black Cat. Oh, interesting. Black Cat was a Spider-Man villain. Basically, he's Catwoman. Marvel and DC. Whenever one came up with a superhero, the other or supervillain, the other one ripped it off. Basically, <laughs> Deadpool <laughs> is actually a ripoff of. Doesn't make me like Deadpool any less. But Deadpool is basically a ripoff of. Um, Oh, shoot, I can't remember his name. His real name in this is Slade Wilson. He was a Batman villain. He was, oh my God, what was his name? Kill, not Killshot, Deathstroke. Deathstroke is the DC Deadpool who predates Deadpool and their origins are very similar. But DC's ripped off Marvel plenty. I think they just kind of take turns. Pretty sure Black Cat was a rip off of Catwoman though. <laughs> but she's a cool character. And uh, Silver Sable, I'm not, familiar, I'm not too familiar with. The name sounds kind of familiar. I'm guessing. It's a pretty cool name. Yeah, is it? I'm gonna go see Silver Sable. It's not bad. Kind They're of calling it off. Silver and Black. That's, that's like that's the, just the 
it must what be I'm like reading. A, it's got to be. Yeah. Like, I wonder if they're going to call it that. That sounds like a terrible name. That's got to be a working title. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, it's still all, you know, in production and all that kind of stuff. But this is all under Sony's Marvel Universe is what they're uh, calling They're going to sneak in some Black Hat here and there. They're going to show up for like five or seven minutes in one of these other movies. And then people are going to be all excited about this, too. We're dumb animals. That's okay. So, so, it's supposed um, to be 2018 is when Venom. Speaking of DC, saw an Injustice League commercial. I don't think I've seen the preview trailer. Justice League. What do you think? I mean, it should be. I looks interesting. See yeah, yeah, looks good. I'm going to watch it. I love the one line. Yeah, I'll see it. No, What's your superpower, it. Batman? I'm rich. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, ben that. Affleck's great. I've yeah. been excited about him being Batman since I first heard it. And he hasn't disappointed me, even though some of those movies were kind of disappointing. Yeah. Well, one of those movies was disappointing, very much so. Well, he looks like Batman. I'll keep he saying that. Him. If anybody has the look mm. of what Batman looks like, he is it. Mm. He's the perfect one. He's who I would cast. I mean, I, I think the only problem, Ben Affleck just suffers from being Ben Affleck. People can't disassociate him from being from Ben Affleck. From other stuff, yeah. So people just can't accept him as Bruce Wayne, no matter how good a job he does. And I think he's awesome. Everybody can't disassociate him with being Matt Damon's best friend in Good Will Hunt. I don't even think it's that anymore. I think Ben Affleck's no, moved he's, on to his he's own had thing. A, he, yeah, but they just I mean, associate him as I don't want to say a better being, career than Matt Damon, but... That's hard to say. Oh, man. That, that close, it's, huh? really, it's really that's hard a, to that's say. That's a discussion that's on Because, I mean, they both, they both done yeah. a lot. Yeah. And, like, Matt Damon, I mean, I bet Ben Affleck is too, but I know Matt Damon is very involved in, like, some philanthropic efforts and... and uh, you know, they've I got, forgot I think, he just I did think, The Martian. I think they've... Oh, yeah, dude. That movie was great. Ridley Scott is a master. It was master. so smart. Yeah. And, yes. and fun. Yeah. And what and I like that the accidental soundtrack. Like he was stuck with uh, you know, his commanding officer's disco tapes. <coughs> Bless you. Thank you. So every single song was a disco song. And it was it was awesome and he hated disco. But it was great. It's the best disco ever. I gotta watch that movie again. Oh, it was phenomenal. I was very happy with The Martian. Very satisfied. Sometimes those movies where it just focuses on one person, they're really good. Mm. And you really just feel like you're with that person. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You're there. But you don't don't get... It's not boring. It wasn't like Castaway where you were stuck on an island with a volleyball. Castaway's exactly what I was thinking of. That was a little boring. Like, he was actually in space, though. Because, I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but my fascination of space is out of the literally out of this world i mean i just i can't get enough reading information about it because it's so amazing like sometimes when you stop and think like what's really out there mm-hmm. you don't know i don't know mm-hmm. nobody knows what's really way way out there this thing's mm-hmm. never stopped right. there's never been a wall no you know there, there hasn't been a, a signal of what is the end mm-hmm. like it's just it's there and we don't know nope so somebody might know we just don't some jerk tell us <laughs> I think we're good. I think we're good here. Mm-hmm. Thanks for uh, joining our table today, man. It was good. We talked about all kinds of stuff. The culture after the... Got a little food talk in there. So we covered, We pretty much covered all the bases. I, wasn't, I didn't even think we'd get that far. All right. We know your attention is so valuable in a world bursting with free content. We really appreciate your time. Please tell your friends about us. Share, retweet, like, follow us at Better Hall. That's at Better H-A-W. Subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud where you can also find the Better Fightcast. For our super tight coverage of UFC, Bellator, and all things mixed martial arts for fans new and old. Follow Joe Newbauer at Joe MMA, Gabriel Tambo, and Gabby underscore T, and me, Matt Grogobo Jr., and Matthew J. Better. We love you guys and girls. Peace.